0: Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing the film called Flyboys. This film I have actually wanted to watch for probably over 10 years, which is crazy, but I got it last year around Christmas time for me and Bob to watch, and we hadn't got it watched. So I was sitting here looking at my DVD case and was like, going to watch that. So I pulled it off the shelf and I really did enjoy this movie. It's one of the few basically American films that I have actually liked in a long while. And the other caveat I'm going to put there is I haven't watched a lot of American films in a long while, but the ones that I have watched have not been very, well, they've lacked depth. Okay, that's all I'm saying. But you can listen to my reviews on them on this podcast with Bob and you'll see what I mean and why I say it. But anyway, so this movie basically covers the first unit of American men that went over to France to become aviators for World War I. It covers both the positive sides of that and the negative sides of that. The thing I really thought was very well portrayed is that you know, when I was in school, World War I was always a very confusing war to me because it didn't seem like there was a very good reason that the war started. And I have listened to a great deal on this. I have, you know, considered lectures. I've read some books on it. And I still, you know, haven't really gotten a very clear reason of why, you know, nine million people had to die in that struggle. But the one thing I do think shows in this show is, or this film, is that this war, you know, it may have started for the wrong reasons and it didn't, you know, end well for those nine million men. But for those who were in the thick of it, how they handled, you know, being on the battleground, how they handled being in the trenches or up in the air is what defined them. I mean, the cause of it might not have been a good reason, but what they decided to do when they were in the middle of the fight could be good in the end. And the thing I really liked is there is a character in the show who lost his ranch due to foreclosure. And he comes over because he really doesn't have any ties left. And he's like, you know, I'm going to go over and learn how to fly airplanes. Actually, most of the people that were in this unit simply wanted to be in this unit because they got to learn to fly airplanes. And I'm going, you know, if you really knew what you would be required to do in those airplanes, are you really sure you'd want to be in those airplanes? Because it's like, whoa, they went up with very little protection and safety against the enemy. And a lot of them ended up dead on the first, you know, or second up time in the air. And so But he is one of the few that he is able to survive and he is able to protect his friends that are up in the air. And I really liked how he developed and also he was pretty much that way when he started, but how he continued to reach out to people to help people in need. There is one very pivotal scene I think in the show, which is kinda gruesome, I'll be the first to admit, but his friend gets stuck in, his plane lands in the trenches, in between the German battery and the Allied battery. And as he's in the trenches, the guns are shooting both directions. And actually, I believe it's the French that are in the trenches on the one side, but anyway. So the French, two of them, jump out of the trenches to go... Save the guy who's in the plane, because his plane turned upside down and his hand is pinned under the wing of the plane. And this guy's kind of an uh, interesting fellow. He only joined up because he was going to be caught for armed robbery with a toy gun at a bank. And so he thought, you know, I'm going to change my name and I'm going to hop over the pond and I'm going to fly airplanes. And so that's kind of his backstory but he's got his hand pinned under the plane and two french soldiers jump up to go help him the one does not make it to the plane the other makes it to the plane and the man from texas also makes it to the plane they're trying to lift the plane off the guy's hand and they simply can't do it the one guy actually ends up shot in the process and the other guy from texas is looking at going i can't unpin this guy and even if i could The hand's probably gone. And so he looks at his and he goes, I'm very sorry, but I'm going to have to do this. And he actually has to chop the guy's hand off and then take him to the trench. And that scene is very hard, very difficult, but it really solidifies, in my mind, the decision that these two people were in a really bad situation. Now, granted, they didn't need to be there. The one guy didn't have to leave his foreclosed farm in Texas. The other guy didn't have to leave the country because he was, you know armed robbery with a toy gun at a bank. But they ended up there. And once you end up in that place, once you've made those decisions that lead up to that, you really do at that point have to sit there and go, how are you going to handle it? And the one guy looked at it and was like, I'm going to handle it the best that I can. If this means that I have to help my friend in the middle of the trenches with gunfire coming from either direction and might even have to, you know, take his hand off to get him out of the the plane, that's what I'm going to do. And the thing I thought was interesting is, as the story progressed, rest, it's not that the ones who, there were several men who passed away of their unit, but there were like probably three that remained, actually four. And <clears throat> the one um, had had PTSD from what had happened, but he was able to overcome that. He actually went on to continue to fly, etc., and returned home. The other man, who was from Texas, also returned home and actually started one of the biggest ranches in Texas. I'm going, that really suits him because he would have come back from that and gone, you know, I'm not going to let the fact that my family's farm was foreclosed on, that we to my family for four generations, stop me from having my own farm. <clears throat> the other thing that I did enjoy about this show is it also showed the difficulties of trying to have a relationship in war, which in Anna's opinion, has always seemed to be one of those kind of, as they say in Britain, sticky wickets, because it's like, I really don't get why we couldn't wait until after war to pursue that, simply because I'm going, it's so hard on both parties. And this really did show that in a very valid point, because the man from Texas ended up really liking this lady named Luzette, and he actually saved her and her three nieces and nephews from being in German occupied territory because he flew over when he wasn't supposed to grab the kids and then grabbed her and got them out of there. So in my opinion, the relationship was worth it just because those four individuals didn't end up dead in German occupied territory, which that's no offense to the German troops. But I'm going, that's what probably would have happened, given the situation and given the current political climate at that time. Especially if she wouldn't have ended up dead, she would have ended up in a world of hurt. So, you know, either way. And so for that part of the relationship, maybe it was worth it. But at the end of the war, both those characters go to... The guy from Texas goes to Paris looking for her, hoping he can find her because they were going to meet up in Paris after the war. The thing is, is he never finds Luzette. And so both those people have to go through life always wondering what happened to the other person because this is way before Facebook. This is way before, I mean, they didn't have social media. You couldn't have found somebody like that, you know, at all. But it basically shows that, yeah, they had a relationship during the war, but what did that do to their psyche after when they aren't able to even find out if that person lived or died? I mean, so that part of it I also thought was good because it shows what that kind of relationship can have happen And yeah, it's not positive, but it also makes people consider that if there ever was a war, how would you handle a relationship? Not that you wouldn't pursue that, but I'm just saying you might think, you know, we'll meet up after the war and then see how that would go. But anyway, the other thing I liked about this is there was an African American man who was in the unit. Unfortunately, when the Americans joined the war, he could no longer fly the airplanes. However, when he did get back to the States, he became one of the first postal carriers for um, flight. So that was quite interesting as well. He was also a boxer in France before he became uh, a pilot. And that was interesting to see as well, that you know he had been boxing in France, was fluent in French, and then decided to join and fly airplanes. And then when he got done with the war, he ended up going to America and flying for the package company there. I'm not sure what the package company was. I'm sorry, not good with that. I don't know if it was like USPS or what at the time. But the other thing that was interesting in this show was there was a man named Cassidy in the show. And he constantly goes and flies after everyone comes back because he's trying to get the last member of a group of German pilots who killed his entire friends from... There was a whole team of people who were in the airplanes before these men arrived and they were all dead except Cassidy. And every time the men come back from their flights, Cassidy goes back up in the air looking for the Raven, as he calls it. And the Raven is a German triple ace who really is a heartless creep. And I don't say that lightly. I mean, he guns people down when he knows that their airplane has fallen to the ground um, he will wait for them to get out of the airplane and then gun them down. I mean, that's just totally evil and unsportsmanlike. I'm sorry, I'm like, you know, this is, this is just depravitous. So anyway, the Raven ends up actually killing Cassidy as they go to a, basically, dogfight in the sky at one point. Um, both of them are dueling, they don't want to pull up, and Cassidy gets shot. The one thing I do think with Casty is he wasn't a morally um, good fiber person, but he did have an interesting view of, you know, if you took his entire friend base out, he's going to see what he can do to, you know, put a dent in your military. And so what he does at the end is he's looking at it going, he's still alive, but he knows he's dying. And there's a huge, um, what do you call it? The blimps. It's going to go and bomb London, and they're trying to take out the blimp, and they're also trying to deal with the raving, because it happens to be there as well. And casty's like, you know, I'm just going to take care of this, and he actually rams his entire plane into the blimp, which in turn just blows the whole thing up. And to me, that's not really a suicide mission. He was just looking at going, I'm dying anyway. I'm not going to make it to the ground. And even if I do, there's no way they can fix me because I'm completely gone because of all the bullets. But he looks at it and he goes, you know what? I'm still going to do what I can to make sure that this plane doesn't go bomb more people or this blimp, actually. And so that's how he finishes up his life. And his friends who are there with him from the new group Um, Look at it, because there's only like two to three of them left after that dogfight with the raven trying to take out the blimp. Several of their compatriots have passed away in that fight. And they're all watching as Cassie makes that decision. They're going, you know, he made it because he knew that he was going anyway. And he also knew that that would be one way that he could take care of both the ones that remained and also the... Possibility of more people dying because that was full of munitions and bombs and all that. The other thing is at the end of the show, the man from Texas decides he's going back up in the air and he goes and gets the raven. And he doesn't go and get the raven by himself. He actually had... Two other people come up behind him and get the raven as well. Um, Basically, it was him, but the raven thought it was just him. And then his buddies came to help him because he did get shot in the process. And they take care of the raven. So he's no longer going to be there to try to hurt anyone else because he really is. I mean, and I'm not saying it because, you know, it's the Germans versus the allies. I really don't have any opinion either way on that because I'm going that war was really kind of senseless in so many ways and people had to die that didn't have to, but how you handled yourself and your honor system during that war, I think did matter. And the character who was the raven didn't have an honor system. And so with that in mind, I'm like, that was, I'm glad that that was taken care of. So he didn't, you know, kill any more innocent people or people who were Unable to defend themselves because they had been blown out of their plane or, you know, their plane's guns were down. And there was a very poignant scene in one of the episodes where there was one German pilot who saw that the the allies, one of them didn't have his guns working. And he could have shot the ally. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. He actually comes alongside the ally, tips his hat to him and says basically, you know, I'm not going to shoot at you because you don't have the ability to defend yourself. And that wouldn't be a fair fight. And I think that also shows, you know, a lot of times we like to sit there and go, there's one side that's right, there's one side that's wrong. And the fact is, is that oftentimes it's not always that cut and dried on this deal. Now, I can sit there and go, there's a lot of things that in that war you could say, that was right, that was wrong. But on that deal, it's like both of them... Had people of character on either side, and how they handled the situation, I think, is what defined them. I also think this is a good show to show to older teenagers. I would not show it to younger ones because it does have death scenes, it does have violence, and yeah, it does have some women of, uh, you know, it does have a, a, a house of prostitution, and nothing really goes on there except you know that stuff goes on there. But I would show it to older kids so they kind of get a glimpse at what World War One would have been like a little bit. Now, granted, this is a glossed over. Granted, this isn't, you know, exactly how it was. It would have been a lot more brutal. It would have been a lot more, you know, blood and guts and violence. But it would give them a little more of an idea. I also think, you know, even after all that I've seen on the subject, this one really did bring home the fact that a lot of these men didn't really even know why the war was going on. They just knew it was going on, and they happened to be in the middle of it because they'd chosen to be there. And there's one scene with Casty and the gentleman from Texas, and I'm sorry, I don't remember his name in the show. But anyway, where the gentleman from Texas comes in to their basically watering hole there, and Casty's there by himself, and he's trying the man from Texas is trying to make sense of the nonsense and the craziness of this war and how they even got into it. And Cassie looks at him and goes, if you're trying to make sense of why we got into this war, you're not going to make sense of it. But if you make sense of why you yourself are in it, what you're doing here in it, then maybe it will make sense. And for Cassidy, the reason he was there was his entire friend base, his whole group had been killed and he wanted to make sure that Raven was gone. That was why he was there because that was his sense of honor was I can't you know stop the fact that all my friends are dead but I can stop that one plane and that one pilot from killing anyone further in horrible ways and for him that was his reason for being in the war and you know I really think that was brought home very clear very cohesively. It also makes people realize that you know A lot of people go to war with these bright ideas or these visions of grandeur, and that really ends pretty quickly with this. And war isn't pretty. It's not something that you want to enter into lightly, and you better have a really good reason for the fight. And I think this really brought it home, too. Again, I would probably give this movie a 7, which for Anna, for an American film, is a pretty high rating, um, because I really did think it depicted things well. It's not one that, you know, I rewatch on a daily basis, but it is one that I am going to keep, simply because I do think it brought up some important points. And so that is my review of Flyboys. Check it at the round table. Bye!